Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, Mizzou football has a quarterback commit in the class of 2024. We will talk all about Aiden Glover and him picking the Tigers, as well as just a couple other uh, things along the recruiting trail as well. Some hoop stuff. Dennis Gates has been busy with the 2025 recruits already. Um, And then we're also going to break down Mizzou's 2024 SEC schedule. We'll talk about some of the big games across the league in general as well with all of that coming out yesterday. Um, stuff like Texas and Oklahoma now in the mix, uh, for that next season, we'll do quick hits and then finish the show, uh, wrapping up the NBA finals after the nuggets took care of business to win their first NBA championship. I'll have some, some fun quizzes as well to close out the show finals related. So plenty of good stuff coming up and it all starts right now. Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Friday, June 16th, and Kenny and Peyton, Mizzou football has made noise Today, the day we're recording, at least Thursday, kind of breaking news. Um, the Tigers have landed a quarterback in the class of 2024, um, Aiden Glover, out of, what is it like? I forget the name of the town. Collierville, Tennessee. Collierville, Tennessee uh, has announced that he is committing to the Tigers. Um, he's a three-star quarterback in the 2024 class. Um, kind of coming, uh, you know, I wouldn't say fairly out of nowhere, but I'll let you guys kind of break that down. It had the news, I guess, has has arrived maybe faster than we were expecting. Um, but yeah, big, big time news on the recruiting trail for Eli Drinkwitz and co. Um, he becomes Missouri's third recruit in the 2024 class. So, yeah, Peyton Kenny, Aiden Glover. Tell me about him. Why? What does it mean for Mizzou football getting their third recruit in the, this 2024 class? Well, I mean. Obviously, when Daniel Kalen decided to go be Nebraska's second option, um, Mizzou was going to look for a quarterback. That's the one thing I think, no, no matter your thoughts on Drinkwitz, you can say he's done a very good job of, and that's recruit a QB a cycle. It's essential today with the transfer portal. You can never have too much good QB play. Um, so they immediately offered him and another QB, Trevor Jackson. Um, and... Aiden Glover had come to town. He looked like the first uh, option. He came to town last weekend, uh, had an official visit, took a photo with Drinkwitz, all that. Um, At one point, looks like a slam dunk for Northwestern. uh, But Mizzou was able to open and close the door um, in just a few weeks. Uh, Very impressive turnaround for them. Um, Interesting enough, I mean, this kind of got, it all just kind of came together today, I think. Trevor Jackson, the other QB Mizzou had been targeting, uh, just recently talked about how he was excited to have his OV. He's coming on the big official visit weekend uh, on June the 23rd. Then he tweeted this morning he his visit had been canceled. Uh, then a little bit later, maybe not even an hour later, um, 
Drinkwitz threw up the bat signal. We found out quickly who it was. Uh, so I think it all came together pretty quick. I think it's fair to assume that Mizzou probably gave Trevor Jackson a heads up. Hey, we got our guy. We're going to go ahead. We probably won't take you. Which, fun fact, Trevor Jackson uh, was recently just put on the uh, Elite 11 camp. I believe he just was straight invited. I don't know. I forget the exact wording for it. Uh, other notable Mizzou QBs who come to mind immediately that have that illustrious honor are Tyler Macon and no others that I can think of right away. So maybe maybe it's for the best Mizzou didn't dip into that well again. Obviously, I'm joking, um, but... Yeah, this seemed like the guy they wanted after Kalen uh, went to Nebraska and pretty pretty big get for them. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. We got some scoop this morning. Like two weeks ago, he was telling Northwestern coaches, you know, I'm going to come here. And we saw on 247 it was 100% crystal ball and it's still up there as 100% crystal ball. And then a couple days later after his visit at Northwestern, you can even read it on his official 247 page. So May 12th, he took a visit to Northwestern. June 2nd, he went to Boston College, and now he's a hard commit. He's a verbal commit to the University of Missouri. Um, so overall, just kind of a weird turn of events there for him, and it, it gets, it's a win for the Tigers, and it really just comes down to what these programs have to offer. I mean, you'd rather be a quarterback in the SEC than in the Big Ten, and there might be some promises down the line that you know he will compete for that starting job. And, of course, he is a three-star. He's going to be coming into a senior season this year. Um, he's actually transferred high schools as well. Um, he was at a different high school in Tennessee, um, now he's at Collierville, um, which has produced some, you know, some high end talent the last couple of years. When you kind of think of Tennessee high schools, just Tennessee areas, Collierville has produced a lot. Those other two guys that are the hard commits, verbal commits for Missouri in the class of 2024 right now are Ryan Justice, who's an offensive tackle to Washington, Missouri. Uh, Washington, Missouri has had kind of a connection too um, to the Tigers recently. Um, they've been kind of on the upswing of um, in the state for, you know, just starting to get on. The, their winning ways uh the other guy is Whit hafer who has a connection to missouri i think I believe it was his uncle played basketball at mizzou um in the 90s the early 2000s uh, he's coming out of joplin he's a tight end so three three stars already verbally committed to the tigers for 2024 and i do believe hafer is moving to i forget which position on the o-line but i do i'm pretty sure he's not sticking at tight end and it's six seven 230 pounds i mean there's a lot of a lot of uh space there to grow mm-hmm and um, also, Trevor Jackson, he, he was an Elite 11 QB. He wasn't like an invitee or anything. I wasn't for sure. He was in the Elite 11. Um, so there's that. And uh, yeah, I mean, as Kenny said, Aiden Glover, uh, Crystal Bald had one rider pick him to go to um, uh, Northwestern on 247. But I mean, Mizzou just took over that recruitment very quickly. I mean, I know he visited... Uh, Boston College as well so yeah so you know you guys I guess Peyton you mentioned it um, you know what with this being the third committed all if there was some sort of promise there in terms of him competing for a job I guess for Mizzou fans obviously they're looking towards 2023 first and foremost with Brady Cook coming back with Sam Horn of course still there as well Um, they have Jake Garcia but what else is kind of the battle you know, maybe going on this season and then, you know, yeah, could you see maybe Glover, I guess, challenging? Obviously, that's not all that common, especially for quarterbacks getting in as a as a true freshman. But in terms of its impact on securing him, you know, for QB depth going forward, you know, beyond 2023, where there's already kind of a, a question mark at that position. 
Yeah, I mean, this year it's going to be Horn, Garcia, or Cook. There's no... Gabari, he may wind up being very good. I would be very doubtful. I think things would have to go pretty wrong for him to start games this year. Um, And I would expect Aiden Glover, it would be pretty far down the line before we see him really probably push for a starting job. Um, I mean, on top of... Yes, he's a three-star, and that that is just a rating, like an opinion, basically, from these recruiting sites. But ultimately, um, I don't think that's nothing. I mean, it'd be pretty hard for me to envision a scenario where he's making an impact early on. Yeah, most certainly. I think there's uh, it's kind of hard to see him kind of leapfrog leapfrog these guys. And the state of the quarterback room is going to look so much different. Um, this time next year, we have no idea if Brady Cook's going to be here. We have no idea if Jake Garcia is going to still be around. You know, heck, even Sam Horn, if he's not getting his opportunity here, he could look elsewhere as well. So it's it's just hard to say to even predict what where that where he will be a year from today, even two years from today. Yeah. So I think like then then to that end, and it is so funny because it's so much more of a revolving door just in college sports in general now with the ease of transferring. But it just seems like getting some depth at quarterback, which you know everyone kind of screams about positional wise, you know, you, you know, especially for Mizzou when it hasn't been really solid there since, since drew lock, but you know, so it's just, it just seems like in terms of excitement for Mizzou fans, this guy provides some, I guess, hope in terms of options going forward. Like you said, with maybe, you know, who knows what happens with pretty cook, which I think is understandable. Like we've seen, you know, Basilak in and out so quickly um, after kind of taking the starting job, it, it has not been a, a solid, spot when you when you do get it whether it's for injuries or poor play or or a combination of both um but yeah i think that's a it's an exciting get like we said third commit um you know are there any other are there any other guys 2024 i know there's that big weekend we talked about this already kind of last show looking forward with with wingo and uh one area and stuff but um i saw there were some other visits there was uh drake kirkpatrick jr who also that made me feel old because I assume he is Drake Kirkpatrick's son, like the NFL corner. Mm-hmm. That makes mm-hmm. me feel old that he's almost in college. I um, have no idea if that's the case. Or it not. might, it might not be the case. I would, just, I don't know. I don't know how common of a name Drake Kirkpatrick is, but, um, and then you had uh, the tight end as well. Gavin Hoffman, who you mentioned Mizzou connections, Peyton, he's Sophie Cunningham's cousin. I saw somewhere. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he is. He visited as well. So, you know, I guess any other any other moving parts people should know about stuff with, you know, recruiting transfers 2024. It seems like Drinkwitz is at least getting after it there. Uh, James Madison, oh, yeah. um, who is nicknamed, uh, you know, Prez, of course, uh, he he tweeted, he uh, quote tweeted Hayes Fawcett's announcement uh, for Aiden Glover with the handshake emoji dot dot dot. And I mean, he's been like that for the last couple weeks, just anything Mizzou related almost. I, Mizzou is in his top five. They announced in April. Of course, and he re- recently visited uh, Peyton. Though you're not—I don't know if you know this. Have you seen James Madison's header? I have not. I didn't look at it. I just—I see all the tweets he has. I haven't seen his header. Okay. Um, do you remember there was a cornerback at Mizzou not too long ago that is transferred this going to be an Ishburdine reference? It's an Ishburdine reference. Oh. He does have the NFL draft as his header, <laughs> which doesn't always play out the best. I mean, you know, James Madison, oh, no, totally different not. player, of course. He's a four-star wide receiver. You know this. The ceiling is the roof for him, and I, I it's just it's always interesting when when players do that. 
It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give you props, Knowlton, because Drake Kirkpatrick Jr. is indeed okay. Drake Kirkpatrick's son. So that would be pretty cool. That makes me feel so old, though. Like, I remember Drake Kirkpatrick yeah, he, like, senior. Yeah, he stopped. He was out of the league in 2021. Like, it wasn't that long ago. Right. That is pretty crazy. But, yeah, I mean, you touched on it. The big weekend is next weekend. Um, that's when that's probably going to be about as important a date as it's going to get for Drinkwitz. Um, you would really hope that you see a few commitments come out of that weekend. Uh, I doubt we see anyone like Nwaneri or Wingo commit just, just like that. Mm-hmm. But getting a few in the bag, leaving a good impression on them, uh, it's going to be pretty important. And obviously, none of it's really going to matter for Drinkwitz, probably. He has to win uh in 2023 here uh but if you're sitting on that seven six or seven win mark and you've got these recruits coming in as opposed to not probably does does more for your job security than not so yeah yeah certainly um other james madison thing i'll throw out another bold strategy this is like what he's doing with the tweeting i'm like you know i'm getting excited for like you know someone who likes mizzou if he does come, like he's going to be a fun hype man. It seems like on Twitter for his teammates and stuff, he just mm-hmm. seems like a, a fun character, but if he has a change of heart and then goes somewhere else, you know, Mizzou fans are, especially if it's maybe, I don't know what else. I don't remember what else is in his top five, but like, that's gotta be, that's going to be an ultimate backstabber move at this point. So another bold strategy. If he doesn't pick Mizzou, you know, yeah, he also no, took a photo of Kodak black. I, I saw that. that. Yeah. So he's got some connections. The Prez does. Mm-hmm. Him and Tank. We need present Tank. Those both those both feel like two, two honestly, guys. Honestly, when the more I think about it, his commitment date is July 4th. I honestly kind of think he may know like he's coming to Mizzou, but just to lean into that president bit, he's gonna mm-hmm. go, all right, I'll commit on in July 4th. Yeah. Like, because it would just be so weird. Like, I know co- college and high school athletes like to have a lot of fun on social media now. I mean, he is like recruiting for Mizzou right now and nobody else. I mean, he is like going all out. I would be very surprised if this did not end in a commitment anymore. Unfortunately for him, though, President's Day is in February and it's right after it's an American round. It's I know. I'm just saying it would have been even cooler if he could get it off. Oh, yeah. Day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it, it wouldn't make sense for him. July 4th is close enough. All right. Um, okay. We'll segue. Um, good recruiting stuff oh the only other thing i want to mention too is actually with um men's basketball too um just shout out dennis for going full arkansas right now with the 2025 like contact period opening Uh, every four or five starts seems like i see like 24 7 high school hoops or tipton edits says like so player has interest in so and so school missouri is on like all of those lists so dennis gates is is doing a good job there I've seen they offered a center seven one center named Trent Burns, who's from Texas. Um, and they've been in touch with a couple five stars. BJ Davis Ray is one. And then there's Aaron Rowe, of course, who Mizzou fans will probably know well. I feel like he's been linked to the Tigers since he was in seventh grade, went to Tolton, went to Link Academy now. He's a really, really good projected to be a really, really good point guard at the college level. So, you know, if you guys have anything on that, but I just that's something I noticed with Gates. Um, I mean it's yeah, I have one thing about one prop one uh college pl- or high school player a little bit later in quick yeah oh yeah so can he, mm, yeah. holding off on that one good tease i i was just gonna say i mean it's too early to know anything here but 
you cast a wide net, you'll catch a few fish. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I think, I think he's doing a, he's doing a smart recruiting play, just trying to get in touch with as many, like you said, cast a wide net, as many players as he can contact and see where that goes. So yeah, plenty on the recruiting front in, in both of the major sports, but we'll segue um, back to football. Uh, we had a, a big schedule release on Wednesday. Um, the SEC making a whole television. I won't call it a fiasco because it wasn't bad, but just a whole production, so to speak of it all. Um, we had the 2024 um, opponents announced for Mizzou and the rest of the SEC, which obviously has special significance this year because, uh, or for 2024, because Oklahoma and Texas are also joining the conference. So we got some of those games. And speaking of Oklahoma, uh, they will play Mizzou next year. That was kind of the big, the big headliner. Um, I'll just, you go through their, the games that they got announced. So at home, Missouri will play Oklahoma, Arkansas, Auburn, and Vanderbilt in 2024, and they will travel to South Carolina, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, and Alabama. Uh, but moving moving on from not, not thinking about that one, um, I guess, guys, your impression of that, the Oklahoma Big 12 rivalry is, is back. It's going to get renewed right away in 2024. I think I saw a thing, too, in the SEC. Every team is playing either, either Oklahoma or Texas in mm-hmm. 2024, yes. which is pretty cool. Um, I have a stat about that you guys might have seen, but I'll, I'll get to that later. But first and foremost, for Mizzou, impressions on on those teams and and how excited are you guys to see that OU matchup and and some of those other games up in in twenty twenty four? Um, I mean, honestly, I know everyone's going to look at the Alabama gaming shrug a, a bit, but I kind of think Mizzou got done a lot of favors uh, with this schedule. I mean, you to be able to get uh, the Oklahoma game back and you get the first game between the two um, in at Faroe Field. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. And, you know, also, I mean, you look at the rest of the schedule. I mean, it's not, I mean, Arkansas, Mizzou has done no matter what Arkansas has been. I mean, Mizzou has just been able to knock Arkansas off at Faroe Field. Um, Auburn, I mean, they're, They've got a lot of work to do. Hugh Freeze is going to have to do a massive cleanup job. Maybe he can turn it around in two years, but we'll have to see. Vanderbilt at home. I mean, Clark Lee's done a great job, but I mean, I still I have to see Vanderbilt get kind of bust through that glass ceiling to before I really believe it. And then, I mean, they kept the Mayor's Cup around. Mississippi State on the road is whatever. The A&M one is fun to me. Um, I've always thought that was interesting. The SEC didn't really pair them up when they entered the SEC. I guess they wanted to develop those their own regional rivalries, but it's cool to see those two. There's a lot of history there. Um, so, yeah, overall, I don't think you can be very mad at the schedule Mizzou was given. If I'm not mistaken, though, I think the first two seasons, three seasons that both teams are in the SEC, that was the last game of the year for both programs. I, if you go back Mizzou to like and Mizzou and Texas and played each oh, other's well. last game of the year. Um, but no, I, I think it's a pretty blah schedule at home. I mean, losing games against Tennessee and Kentucky and Florida, those were the ones I kind of look forward to each season because there were sometimes games that Mizzou really had a chance to, you know, upset or turn it around, um, especially against Florida in 2021, um, stealing some wins from Kentucky the last couple of years as well. And, you know, facing Tennessee now, I know is, Tennessee's become a bigger program, bigger and better program the last year, but uh, it's still a fun game to watch uh, for Mizzou students. So, and those in Columbia, I mean, you're really just going to get to see Oklahoma, Auburn, Vanderbilt 
And of those three, I think the one you might be the most excited for is Oklahoma. First time facing them at home in 13 years. Um, but most students aren't going to get to see Arkansas. Uh, of course, it is a good game. Um, but facing Auburn and Vanderbilt, it's pretty, pretty blah to me. And I, I think overall, it's an okay schedule. It's a first okay schedule for the merger. But I'm interested to see how it looks moving forward. And if, you know, there are some more permanent uh, rivalries moving forward with Texas A&M, even Texas and Oklahoma um, every single year, or even if they're going to move to a pod system, um, we'll see. But it, to me, it's, it's, it's all right. It's not the coolest schedule to me, but um, that's what you get. And Kenny, you were right. 2012 and 2013, they played mm-hmm. uh, A&M as the last game of the year. Then they started to play Arkansas. So, yeah, I don't know how I forgot that Mizzou clinched the SEC. Oh yeah, 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 the one A and M game. But yeah, I yeah, Kenny, that's a that's a good point. I guess I think the headliner, you know, maybe will overshadow some of the like you said more blah, you know, with like where Auburn is as a program, where Vanderbilt, like Peyton said, on the up and up, but still not, you know, up in the in some of the echelons that some of these other teams are in, like Mizzou, maybe. Um, can can make it a little more bled. I did I did want to pose that as a hypothetical, and we did talk about this too before I say that um, about like the, you know, would you rather play the combo of it was like Florida, Tennessee, um, and I forget what the third Kentucky, one, Kentucky, and or you know the three games that that's three of the games that you got um, with this with this schedule, and I think that's a good point. Like. Some of the Florida games were really good. I remember a couple of the Kentucky games in recent seasons were pretty good. Um, so, yeah. Not you, for Mizzou. You maybe, yeah, not well. I mean, there was the one, like, yeah, they didn't end well for Mizzou, I guess. But, um, you know, those were those were contests people paid attention to. That Florida game, I know, from a couple seasons ago when they won in, in overtime was a big one. Um, but, yeah, I did want to pose the hypothetical. You know, going forward, I think this – I think a lot of people's reaction to this that I was reading was, you know – they were pretty pleasantly surprised with how well the sec seemed to do with making, making these matchups in, in its first season with these two new teams and still with the whole thing of uh, we don't know if we're going to do eight or nine games moving, moving forward with the kind of concept in mind. I don't think we ever did this. And I'm curious to hear from you guys, like uh, if they were to move to nine games down the road and you get those three set rivalries, which I think is what was, what was kind of discussed which games are are you two picking because i I, mean, I think i think there's some there's some variation to be had there for for mizzou so you're saying the one game you have to keep is arkansas and then you get to choose two i, I mean no you can pick any three i, I was right. i was thinking any three mizzou arkansas would be one it, it would be one i of think them, but, you i know. think you, you keep south carolina too i mean it's a trophy that's been around for eight years now mm-hmm. right so i think that one sticks around for me i the third one um it, being around those players last year, they, they really made Kentucky out to be like a real rival at school that they don't like. You know, there is the connections there with some of those close losses in the mid 2010s, late, late 2010s. Um, so the, my third, my three would th- be those two. I think those three um, with, so be um, sorry, South Carolina, Arkansas and Kentucky. Yeah. I think Kentucky would just be my one that slots. in. I feel like the other two have to be locks. So you wouldn't have Oklahoma. No, I, I think I think it would be really fun to have like put some of these teams back together from the Big 12, the Southwest Conference, moving Arkansas, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma and Mizzou into one pod if that's what they did. Um, and I feel like that would be a lot of fun, uh, but I wouldn't make Oklahoma a regular rivalry. Okay. Um, my three would be and 
You do make a good point about the Kentucky one. The Kentucky one yeah. is one I'd think about because, I mean, they Mizzou has just gotten some crap hands against Kentucky lately. And that <laughs> does put a chip on your shoulder. Um, Arkansas is a lock. Those two fan bases have been have yelled it's not a rivalry to the point of it being a pretty contentious one um, that people do want to win. So that's staying. I am putting Oklahoma in mind. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of history there. The Most of the history is Oklahoma kicking the crap out of Mizzou, but it's history. I think that's a fun one. I think that is one the SEC would give. The third one um, I, I don't think the SEC would do this. I would agree on South Carolina being the third one for me. Um, I'll also throw in, I think this is the one the SEC would give Mizzou, and I think it's kind of why Mizzou is pro nine games as much as they were. I think they'd get Vanderbilt as the third one, just because Missouri and Vanderbilt are the two kind of, eh, what do we do with these two? Let's just pair them up. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Um, if it was me personally, my three would be um, – Arkansas, Oklahoma, probably South Carolina. I'd consider Florida. I did get into the Florida one. I enjoyed that that matchup. I'm that's the one I'm gonna miss the most out of this. Uh Georgia, I, I won't miss too too much. Tennessee, I won't miss at all. Uh Kentucky would also be there, but I'll go Arkansas, Oklahoma, South Carolina for this. Okay. I was curious because I was thinking about it after the show and Peyton and I had the exact same thing. I like keeping the two trophy games. I really think the Maris Cup is actually a pretty cool thing. And the more you grow it, I think the more the more you play it, I think the more it'll grow and become like you'll have more fun stories there. There's um, also and then, like a, a really good games throughout yeah. South Carolina history. So Yeah, they're more some... even programs. Like I mean those mm-hmm. games, like it's even if like Mizzou's not winning some of them for the you know the past couple of years, like this hypothetical, they're still gonna be close games. And that's how I felt about the Florida one too. I was t- telling Peyton about that. It's just like an electric environment. I mean, those schools are you know, is it like 14, 16 hours apart, but they're, I yeah. mean, they're still can, they can still play on the same level. This game last year, of course, didn't go Mizzou's way, but it was a pretty close game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Kenny, the point you made about Kentucky, that's a really good one. We had the, the hits it. What was the uh, incident with the sidelines? What happened with their again, like in 2020 or that was when um, it was Kevin Joseph, Kentucky's corner. He got like, shoved out I, I forget if it was larry roundtree or tyler Beatty. someone just like hit sticked him or stiff armed yeah. him out of bounds and the mizzou sideline just like he like went up to like get a hand like to be picked <clears> up <throat> and the mizzou sideline was just screaming at him like mobbing him um and then obviously this past year a similar <laughs> thing happened on the kentucky sideline and that was silly but and then the end of that game as well is just something you'd see mm-hmm. out of a we didn't even see the one that people always think of between Mizzou and uh, mm-hmm. Kentucky in 2018 when Mizzou was Mizzou was unranked, but Kentucky came in at number 15 and was like 14 point underdogs or something crazy. Like Mizzou was a heavy favorite, and then Mizzou had that bogus DPI call on Demarcus AC. They got an untimed down touchdown to CJ Conrad. Jim Sterk yells SH. On tape, uh, he's at Western Washington, by the way. Shout out to Jim Sturt, but Jim yeah, and that's, that's there is history there. That's the first game that actually comes to mind to me. Not even the most recent one with the the botched punt. 
um, <laughs> because those players, they talked about it. I mean, Darius Robinson, Isaiah McGuire, Martez Manuel, um, before the Kentucky game, they were like, this is one we always think back to because we were visiting those days. Those are the times we were oh, thinking yeah. about coming to Mizzou. And that's like when we first started, like this is just like bogus. Like it was just a bogus call. And that's where they kind of think back to about like where that rivalry kind of comes from. Of course, you know, most Mizzou fans might not consider rivalry. rivalry. I doubt Kentucky does at all. Uh, but mm-hmm. there is some bad blood there. Yeah, that'd be fun to feed into. You guys are right. So, yeah. OK, good. Good. Uh, Yeah, I think good. Good set rivals. That would be that'd be interesting. And obviously that is the big question now with this is you you have this year. Will it be a unique season? Um, and, you know, will they finally reach an agreement on nine games or go forward with some sort of pod system like Kenny mentioned? They've done away with the divisions now, so you're already going to have more unique matchups and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it, there's there's a lot of unanswered unanswered questions. I do want to broaden it out to just to the like schedules in general um, and and hear from you guys what you think on some of these. I was trying to note some other games down just as as college football fans that I think could are going to be just really fun to see um in the sec so i put obviously texas and oklahoma continuing in dallas um you have tennessee at georgia um i had arkansas versus texas a&m playing it in arlington texas at texas a&m they were making a big deal about that rivalry being renewed there's a lot of bad blood there um oklahoma at lsu so ou and death valley will be really interesting you have uh finally for some a lot of sec fans georgia and alabama playing each other in the regular season versus a, a playoff or SEC championship situation. Um, and then I also said Georgia having to go to Texas, obviously another pretty raucous environment with with how good Georgia is and Texas, obviously, you know, on the up and up too. So, yeah, I, thoughts on those games, other stuff, like just with things you're excited to see just, I guess, as college, college football fans as well. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, that's obviously top of the list. I mean, you can't – I mean, especially with um, – kind of the sniping between the two as of recent i mean it's those are the blue bloods of the conference anytime you can see them square off in the regular season it's must see texas and texas a&m is the other one that one had the classic justin tucker walk off uh field goal to kick a&m out of the conference essentially um so that'll be a fun one those are the two i'm looking forward to the most Besides the games, to me, I just want to see how much Texas's presence in the SEC just affects recruiting. I mean, you're getting one of the biggest college football programs of all time now with an SEC you know, sticker on these, these helmets, SEC patch on these jerseys. These kids in Texas, they want to play in the SEC. And if this could affect just recruiting all around the state, into Arkansas, into Louisiana, even into Oklahoma. And I think just with a Texas presence here, and I don't think they're going to be the best team right off the bat, I mean, they're barely scraping it through the Big 12 right now, you know, right around 500 some of these seasons. They had that one season where um, Ellinger said Texas is back, and they weren't. I mean, they they really did nothing after that. Um, I think it was uh, the Cotton Bowl that year, the Sugar Bowl. I think it was the Sugar Bowl. Sugar, and yeah. just overall, I, I just – I really think – really interested to see how this rivalry comes back and just these high schoolers just seeing Texas facing SEC programs. Yeah, I like to take Kenny because you're from Texas and it does seem like that is a little bit of the problem is that that, you know, normally lock around the state has, you know, maybe bled out a little bit because these other programs mm-hmm. like Bama, Georgia, Tennessee, um, you know, Florida, to some extent, LSU have have. Yeah, like snapped up. These the kids reach. They, play, yeah. they play in the best league. So mm-hmm. now Texas are in the best league. What could that 
uh, maybe create. Um, I'm also excited for there to be two SEC networks now because the Longhorn Network <laughs> is just straight Texas stuff. And yeah. so now there's two ways to watch SEC sports uh, on streaming platforms. There you go. Always important, the streaming revenue. That's what this, That's what all this stuff is <laughs> driven by. Yeah. Um, the other thing I did want to mention, too, is just with Alabama um, – I don't know. I don't know how happy you are if you're an Alabama fan with uh, what you're looking at in 2024. There are confirmed road games right now are at Vanderbilt. Not a not a bad start. Um, at LSU, at Tennessee, at Oklahoma, and at Wisconsin. They have you're them. Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> Should be able to handle them. They but somehow got-, got Georgia to come to Alabama, so I think they'll be fine. That's true. I just think that's pretty funny that they have to play, you know, Tennessee, which has emerged more as you talk about maybe a one-sided rivalry there. The Tennessee fans are going to be chomping at the bit to have another home game in, in Neyland against Bama. Um, you got, you know, like a come up in Wisconsin, a team that could be really good. Oklahoma, a team that wants to prove itself in the SEC. I saw that chuckle Peyton. Um, <laughs> and L and death Valley, just one of the most difficult places to play, but mm-hmm. I just think it'll be funny. See if Saban has any funny, funny quips about all of it. Um, any other things schedule wise that I missed? Maybe one game you get to pick one game to go to. Oh, I did. So the non-cons right now, in addition to that, are from what I read, it's Murray State, Buffalo, and Boston College at home. And then right now it's at UMass, but that one's going to probably get moved. We think. I think the SEC will force Mizzou to not do that <laughs> because you know, you oh my playing... God, you're an SEC school. You don't want to play at UMass, the mm. Minutemen? I honestly wouldn't wouldn't pencil in any of these non-con games. So much could change. Um, it would not shock me if a lot of this has changed. I mean, last year, just this year, Mizzou um, changed the Memphis game around. They've gotten out of the middle Tennessee state going over there to open a season. There's so much flux. I, I, don't, I really don't know if. Uh, this is going to be the final look. It definitely won't be, but yeah, good. I, I don't even like. I know people like get got mad about the Boston College game two years ago, and even Trinquist made a joke about it. Like, why are we going here? Like, we're not going to re- recruit from the great state of Massachusetts. Um, but it is nice to have an ACC school show up in Columbia. I mean, I can't think of the last time it happened. I know Syracuse played against Mizzou not too like earlier in the decade uh, in the 2010s, but I don't remember where that game was. Uh, but that'll be interesting to see. I don't think that game's getting erased, especially with Mizzou already playing there. So that home and home will just be finished. And they have to worry about playing Massachusetts ever again. <laughs> playing any team from Massachusetts. Yeah, get out of the state of Massachusetts. Yeah. Jim Sterk was a sick, sick man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Western, maybe Western Washington will play Massachusetts. I, I can't really find. <laughs> they have to travel all that way. Uh, I honestly, Kenny, can't find when the last time Mizzou played. Played Syracuse? No, played an ACC school in general at Mizzou because they played an ACC school twice this decade. It was the awful Boston College game and Wake Forest in the bowl Mm -hmm. game. Oh, right. And then they played them once in a bowl game in the 2010s, uh, according to this. So I don't know for sure the last time. But it might have been that Syracuse game. So keep I swear I've seen him on the schedule. Okay, this is 2012. Ah. Is that is that what you're talking about? Is that was, was there I, a bowl game there? Yeah, I believe that. Or no, that would no. Be they played game. in Columbia in 2012. Okay, so this website was just wrong. 
Yeah, Mizzou lost to Syracuse 31 to 27. They played in 1987, lost 24 to 13, and played in 1986 and lost 41 to 9. Was Syracuse in the ACC at the time? In 2012, I I I don't don't think they were. That's probably why it doesn't count that. But were they still independent? They might have been. Uh, Let's look this up. Mizzou lost at home to Syracuse in 2012. That's pretty wild. They were not very good. That was their first season in the SEC. They were in the Big East. That's pretty wild. Doug Marone was the head coach. Nate Heck was the OC. (laughs) What a team. No wonder Mizzou lost. Great names. Yeah, that's a dynamic. (laughs) We'll get a different ACC opponent, but it'll be Clemson instead of Boston College. <laughs> but it'll be in Columbia. Can we play like Virginia or something? <laughs> Virginia Tech. Maybe Georgia Tech. Yeah, who knows? Um, okay, yeah. Fun stuff coming up in 2024. Um, we, of course, have a, a whole season before that uh, coming up this year. And we'll, I, I'm excited for some of those games. We'll have to see. Quick! It's time. Jersey. Guess that call. The best of the beat. The best thing we learned. And the Shawnee's main bird. Ah, ah. It's everyone's favorite segment. Ooh, it is. Kenny. Start us off with Jersey of the Week. All right, Jersey of the Week. I'm going up to the Northwoods League, a league that Peyton will soon cover at his new job. Um, so they got a team up there called the Bismarck Larks. Uh, this could be my dirty bird of the week if we had if the dirty bird of the weekend if this was if we were recording on a Sunday here we're recording on a Thursday so it's going to be our main bird of the week but instead I've used the the larks for my jersey of the week and they made the Missouri River motor boaters and I'm saying this is a pretty cool jersey great colors pink and blue pink and blues everywhere these days um, nice little motor boat or pontoon boat with a little hat and some sunglasses, similar sunglasses, what Jack was wearing. Um, but this could be my dirty bird just because I, I think it deserves a bonk. I mean, this is like a bonk right here with the motor boaters. I mean, I, I know everyone Ooh. loves a good boat, but it, it's a pretty, pretty funny name that they're, they got away with here. <laughs> yeah, no, I did see these jerseys. They look uh, very nice. Uh, my jersey of the week, uh, Stefan Diggs practice jersey for the Bills. Um <laughs> Really weird situation. Um, Stefan Diggs just didn't show up for the first mandatory minicamp practice. And then his agent was like, no, he's just doing some things. And then the next day he was there. Like Sean McDermott, after he missed the practice, said, yeah, I'm very concerned. But then he was there the next day. And then uh, Sean McDermott was like, yeah, it got resolved. And then <laughs> Stefan Diggs like tweeted of, or like put on his Instagram story like a photo of him and Josh Allen and Josh Allen repost it. Wide receivers are weird, uh, but there he's back in practice, so he's didn't, my jersey of the week. Didn't the third day of practice get like canceled too? So that like that added things. I, I'm not I did sure. see something about a cancellation. I, for I thought I saw that practice. their third practice got canceled, and I was like, oh, I wonder what Stefan was up to this time. Also, just, mm. I laughed. I laughed at what you said it, Peyton, because I just pictured because he wasn't there, like just his jersey, like like just draped over a chair, and there's just no one in sight to <laughs> to put it on. It's, it's like when a intern cleaned like, it for nothing. Yeah. It's like when a player gets injured in uh, baseball and they like hang his jersey up in the dugout like he's dead. Like, that's <laughs> what, like what it kind of felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Eloy Jimenez, uh, Edwin Diaz <laughs> in the World Suzuki, Baseball Classic. They were running with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, Suzuki had that in the World Baseball Classic too. 
Uh, my jersey of the week, bit of low-hanging fruit here, but it was a pretty easy one. Michael Porter Jr., Denver Nuggets jersey. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is an NBA champion. I won't talk too much about it here because we're going to wrap uh, the show up with NBA Finals, but he becomes the fourth player in Mizzou history to win an NBA championship. The other three are Med Park, Win Wilfong, which sound like two very fake names. That sounds like a witness protection name. Uh, then Clay Johnson, who did it with the Lakers, and now Michael Porter Jr. He had 16 points and 13 rebounds in Game 5, so congrats, Michael Porter Jr. Who was the first name? Championship. Um, Med Park. Med Park. Okay, so th- this is where I'm going here with this. That Med Park sounds like a name of like a a region where there's a lot of hospitals. Okay, uh, that second name. Whoa, what was the second name? Win Will Win Winfall. Win, 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 that feels like one of those fake ESPN Twitter accounts where like there's like source Tyler Hero is gonna miss three seasons. <laughs> blah blah blah. Like one of those like fake ones. It's like a fake name. Per uh, my third one. Who was the third name? Um, sorry. Uh, oh, Clay Johnson. Clay Johnson, country singer. Uh, or NASCAR oh, yeah. driver. Yeah. That's that's where I went with those names. Clay Johnson loves a good uh, just tractor ride. The first two yeah. just sound like guys that would have played in the 40s and they would have had that's those really, really mm-hmm. corny. Eh, come the- down to the stadium to see Med Park and Win Whittlefong play for the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, see, Clay, Clay Johnson. Five cents a ticket. <laughs> five cents a ticket. All right, uh, I guess that college this week. You guys know the rules. Uh, you can buzz in whenever you want. You just don't say the name until the end. Um, you can say it around the same time so you guys can't cheat. Um, so we're going to go off first here. I'm going to give you a hint, though, to start off. Ooh. Jack said this school earlier uh, in the first segment. Wisconsin. Okay, so I did I did uh, try to ask my Alexa for random colleges. The first one I got was Portland University. And that one didn't work well. I think the two names I knew on there were Tariq Skubal, uh, the pitcher for the Tigers, and Elgin Baylor, uh, NBA champion, NBA Hall of Famer. I wouldn't have gotten this college. Yeah, those are the only two I knew. So I asked her for some other colleges. She's giving me community colleges, schools in China. So um, (laughs) thank you for that, Austin McLean. All right, looking at this first one, we're going to go with um, Iman Shepard. Ooh, I do not know. I won't lie, Dalton. No need to buzz in here. I don't know. Okay, I won't buzz in. Not going to buzz in, Jack? Nope. All right, Stephen Marbury. Oh, the Starberries. Great shoes. Oh, I don't think I I'm, I'm stuck. Kenny's Kenny's giving me a hint, but I think it's actually messing me up more that it's a school I said the name of. I'm, I'm rattling my brain, racking my brain. Yeah, I don't know. No? Mm-mm. Okay, next one. Jose Alvarado. I didn't know he did not know that. Grand Theft Alvarado. Oh, wait, I thought you were talking about the pitcher for some reason. Oh, the basketball player. Okay. Three <laughs> basketball players. That's not good for I'm me. I'm stuck on one college, but it's not that college. I got to think of other ones. Is there? Do you have a fourth one or is it just three? Yeah, there is a fourth one, one, but I don't want to say it because it will give it away immediately. I waited. Wait, 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 wait. Let's get it. Let's get a buzzer out. Or I guess maybe I don't. I don't know what. Why don't, why don't we both buzz and guess something? Okay, I'm gonna. Get to the what, go ahead. Should so we both? You, should we both guess, Peyton, and then and then sure. do the fourth I'll, one? I'll, I'll throw a guess out there. Okay. Why not? Okay. Throw a guess because it. Once I say this last person's name, you're gonna know right away. Okay. Do I even have to buzz in or just, just say it? Uh, UNC. I I don't know where I'm on. Jack. Based on the ones uh, colleges I said before, I'm really stuck on Clemson, but I don't think that's right. 
There's no way I'm on something. Okay, wait, wait. Do we have a buzzer? We could, Kenny can judge who, who gets it first. Okay, well, I'm going to give you the last player's name. Yeah, and then... And then you guys can tell me if you want to change it or stick to the one you already chose. Okay. okay. All right, last player is Chris Bosh. Oh, oh. Mm, no, I don't actually know if I know. This is a Chris Bosh. I don't know his name. I don't know his college. I don't think I know, honestly. Is I it... thought I did. I wanted to say, like... Duke right away, but I don't think that's right. I can't. It's one of the ones, and it's one of the ones I said before. Yeah, you didn't say Duke, so no. I I don't I don't know. Oh oh, is it is it Virginia Tech? Peyton, do you want to lock in another answer or no? I I don't have another guess. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go for that. Yeah. Okay. You bite. You guys are both wrong. Ah. All right, I'll give you a fifth name just because it's an automatic and I avoided him because of this, but Megatron. Oh, Georgia Tech. There you go. Oh, the I answer did was say Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. Dang it. Good, good one, Kenny. Four basketball players for Georgia Tech? Yeah, I mean, those were the top names when you th- when you look at. it I up, should have so got that's that. that. That's, that's bad college. I thought about just avoiding Chris Bosh as well just because I thought it would be easy. I, 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 I didn't know any of those, <laughs> I, and I feel bad for that. I think I would have been better off if, Kenny, you had not said it's one of the things Jack said before. For some <laughs> reason, that got me stuck on Clemson, and I couldn't get Clemson out of my you head. You guys were just dancing around Georgia there. We for were, a bit. yeah. No, I poor. thought I could picture Iman Shumpert in a UNC jersey. I don't know why. I All got right, stuck on Iman Shumpert. Best beats. Right, best beats. Um, I got Braves minus two thirty on Friday on uh, the money line against the Rockies. I mean, the Rockies are just a bad team in general. But um, Denilson Lamette is back to being a starting pitcher, and he's on the mound for the Rockies. He's been really bad this year. I know it's betting two hundred thirty dollars to win a hundred, but I mean, it kind of feels like free money there. Denilson Lamette, who uh, three years ago was a top ten pitcher in the MLB, according Correct. to the MLB Network. Um, my best beat of the week, uh, Ricky Fowler plus five fifty to win the U.S. Open. I'm emotional betting here, so it won't hit. Ricky Fowler, uh, first round of the U.S. Open, shot uh, out of this world eight under. He is tied with Xander Schauffele. Schauffele. Um So he's tied right now. Um, Rory hasn't even teed off, so there's still plenty that could change. But he's played better golf lately. He's climbed up uh, back into the top fifty in the world rankings. Um, this is it. Ricky Fowler is getting his major this weekend. The course record on that course, Peyton, is 61. I think him and Xander both shot a 62. So, oh, yeah. Good good uh, weekend. He's playing there is, golf. There is also, I heard, I'm just golf nerding out. There's two par threes on that that are over 260 yards long. Yeah, the U.S. Open always sucks. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be wild. Uh, my best beat of the week, I did raise Padres under seven and a half runs. I have no reasoning. I picked a baseball game and I picked an under. I'm sorry. That's bad content, but I'm being honest. I don't want to lie to the viewers. If you two can provide any insight on that, but I'm going, I I picked, I honestly, I picked the lowest over under and just bet the under. That's not fun though. You got to bet the over. Life's too short to bet the under. Life's life's too short. Fair enough. Uh, All right. Uh, Main bird of the week. I like no cap and he's the main bird. All right, my main bird of the my Shawnee's main bird of the week is Trey McKenney. Great last name there, M C K E N N E Y. I think when he gets to that right age, we can change his name. I dropped that second again. You'd be perfect. Shooting guard in the class of 2025. He's already heard from Dennis Gates in Missouri. Um, the reason he is on here is because his high school mascot is a bird. Good, good tie-in. 
There you that's, go. That's it. No notes. Um, my main bird of the week, Nikola Jokic, who is a bird because he's from Serbia, and the Serbian flag has an eagle on it. Two eagles, actually, I believe. Um, he lost his finals MVP trophy, guys. <laughs> he said, I really don't know. I left it in the equipment manager's room, and it's not there anymore, so I don't know. He's This is via Malika Andrews. Um Goodness gracious, what a week for him. He didn't want to go to the parade, but then he said he effing did want to go to the parade at the parade. Uh, so Nikola Jokic just <laughs> hates being – he's the only guy that has ever treated – this is a stolen joke from someone on Twitter. I'm sorry I didn't save it. He's the only guy that treats being in the NBA like a typical 9-to-5. Yeah. So, I also like that he said he wanted to go to the parade when he was already at the parade. Mm-hmm. He's like, I said I didn't want to go to parade. I want to go to parade. You're already at the parade, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also I have a confession on that end. I okay. I have, I have the trophy. I have the trophy. Oh, you have and it. And if Nikula wants wants it back, he has to give me six hundred forty thousand dollars. I take Venmo or Cash App. I think we might know someone who might have it. We know someone that lives in Denver, <clears throat> Justin Bear, and I think he could possibly have taken it. Maybe and that's yeah. that's someone the FBI should look into. His apartment is next to Coors Field. <clears throat> so could Nikuli Jokic like report that as like a crime? They're like, I, you, 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 like cops, you guys got to find this. He's using it as a tax write-off, actually. <laughs> he could also be totally joking, just to play into the whole "I don't care" narrative mm-hmm. thing. I want him to take a picture of it just on top of one of his horses, like it's it's the fu- the trophy's riding the horse. <laughs> All right, that'd be fire. Um, all right, my Shawnee's main what? Trophies can't ride horses. <laughs> That's why it's funny. My Shawnee's main bird of the week, or main birds, I guess, because uh, it's a group, is uh, Stanford baseball. Um, I segue this into the bird. I know their logo is a tree, but Cardinals are also birds. The Stanford Cardinal uh, walked off against Texas uh, in the College World Series because the Texas outfielders couldn't find a pop fly ball in the lights of the stadium. And Stanford uh, subsequently won the game because of that on a, a yeah a walk off pop fly. It was beautiful. It was comical. It was everything I wanted uh, in baseball. It then prompted a debate between some friends of ours that they should add both steroids as well as keeping the metal bats in college <laughs> baseball and just make it a chaos game. And I'm all, I'm all for it. It was it, it was hilarious. Seven hundred thousand foot home runs. Yeah, it was hilarious. So shout out, shout out Stanford. You you were you earned that that ticket to the college world. Welcome Series. to the SEC, Texas. Yeah, it's even funnier that a couple at bats earlier they thought they hit a walk off home. That's run, right, and mm-hmm. they just hit like pretty much the bot, almost the bottom of the wall. Yeah, so that's even, even funnier close. to me. What's the close, what was yeah. the thing? Someone sent me a. It was a compilation of some MLB player, and he just does a lot of bat flips for a lot of not home Carlos runs. Gomez. Maybe it was Carlos him. Gomez used to do that a lot. He's, oh, a, really? he's a brewer, Jack. No, I know, but this this player was it was a different guy. It was somebody like more recent, but I don't remember who it was. Maybe I just saw it on my own. It was someone who does a lot of bat flips. I just think that's funny. Like, imagine you're Jose jogging Siri. over to first, and Jose Siri knows when he gets it out. <laughs> so yeah, he's bat flip king. Peyton, what'd you learn this week? Best thing I learned this week: Jake Novak, the infamous "I want to be the next SNL cast member" guy, is back. A year ago to the day he posted that video, he posted his comeback. Um, and pretended to be uh, a car dealer, like trying to reach out to a woman about her extended warranty. Um, It's crazy. It was the return we didn't know we needed. Um, 
that, yeah, that's the best thing I learned this week. Um, my best thing I learned this week is that AI, you know, taking over everything these days, it took over the mascot schedule for Mississippi State. Um, of course, we just talked about the SEC schedule being released on Wednesday. Um, there's some pretty funny photos in here. I mean, AI created some funny looking guys. Um, Arkansas's mascot, Tusk, a little bit on the bigger side, maybe shit the gym. Uh, he's not ripped like Truman in the Florida Gator. Um, Texas A&M is just a straight up thumb, just mm-hmm. like a fist with a thumb up like this. And uh, looking at some of these other ones, uh, Old Miss, of course, is a shark. The bulldog is kind of creepy. It's <laughs> like a bulldog. It's like a human with a bulldog head. Yeah. Texas, I would say, is, has the best one, most normal looking. And then Tennessee, is, <laughs> it's just a straight up orange. Like if they were playing Syracuse. I'd it's get Syracuse. It. I don't know what AI was up to. And it looks like the crying Jordan face almost like shoved on an orange. <laughs> um, so that was the best thing I learned this week. And um, Can I hope. Please tweet. I know we don't normally always do the best thing we learn, but uh, uh, please, if you if, can, you do a tweet and just tweet the, like a very close image of that orange. That's yeah, I'll do that. Just this is Twitter. the best thing we learned this week. Yeah, um, Vanderbilt had a fun one too of just like different. Um, and I don't think it was AI generated, but they had kind of like artworks of different teams they were playing. Um, overall, I hope college teams start to get into this more. There's a good article on it on the Athletic um, from Chris Vanini, and um, he did a Q and A with the media team so go check that out if you're looking for some more i don't understand what is it a&m's is it just a thumb because that's what they do they go gig them oh gig that's em. right that's gig right. Em. that's me not knowing tradition also the shark looks, cool. the old miss shark looks very goofy yeah i mean you're a big shark guy i do love my sharks but that that's kenny's really a big shark guy too yeah shark party <laughs> mm-hmm. um jack my best thing I learned this week uh, is that there was once a sport and there was championships for this sport about sitting in a sauna, the world sauna championships. I found this out when I went to a, a trivia, I guess this is the point of trivia is to find these random um, useless facts, but the world sauna championships, uh, they began in 1999. They went until 2010 um, and they ended because um, someone who was very sad actually like like Pat, like died in the sauna and they had to stop the sport but it was in Ooh. Finland um, and yeah they would have a men's and a women's championship they would see who could sit in the sauna the longest uh, you were not allowed to t- t- like the second rule when I looked up the rules was no drinking before the, the competition <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny um, I guess people thought you could spend more time in a sauna if you were drunk which is probably true um, but yeah, just kind of crazy. Didn't think that was that was a sport ever, and um, definitely glad that in 2010 they they did not uh, ever bring that back. It was televised. Um, again, I don't know how you televise a dark sauna room, but there you go. There was there was a world sauna championship. Put so a shout light out in there. Yeah, I guess. Shout out to all those uh, sauna world champions out there. Banners fly forever. Talk about the most dangerous sports in the world. You know, deep deep water fishing, hockey without helmets. Sauna um, football before helmets. Sauna. Sauna. I mean, that, that, that's, sauna. that's the that's the top five right there. To be fair, the it says according to the Wikipedia, it said the saunas they would sit in were 230 degrees. Oh, that's that's incredible. Did the like, person melt? I do they you... would spend they would spend like six minutes in there. That's how long they said the champion lasted. That's yeah, I'd quit <laughs> immediately. That is we've all so been in the, the Mizzou had a sauna, and I would sit in there for maybe a minute and a half and I'd be like, I'm done. Kind of makes me think of that new racing movie that's coming out about the guy who was really good. Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. And 
uh, in it, they were talking about how it's 145 degrees when you're inside the car. I was like, that's incredible. Like, I do not believe that at all. Like, I was just like, how are you surviving that? And now people actually had a sport where they just sit in a room that's hotter. Um, now <laughs> well, in, I guess that sport's not around. In racing, they have the windows down so the wind gets in there. Oh, okay. That's... AC blowing too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I got yeah. the AC on in there. It's Little cool. fans, they just like hook in to the, yeah, one of those uh, tiny, the cigarette like, port. One of those tiny yeah. like desk fans. Like, yeah. Like... Do you think they have air for air freshener in NASCAR cars? Like the little... No, it's flammable. So no. Good point. You're right. Um, oh, all right. Ratio right. of the week. Ratio. There's a couple of different ones we could go here. Uh, I'm going to start off with just this one from Ashley St. Clair, who is a uh, writer for the Babylon Bee. And I think yeah, she's pretty funny. She's She made a good joke on Twitter. It, it kind of got ratioed. It got a lot of us going about like our favorite sports moments. But she said, I'll never understand men's obsession with sports. And these numbers are going up as we're talking right now. It's up to uh, <laughs> over 5,000 um, replies and 7,600 quote tweets. Uh, number keeps going up, but it's pretty funny. She's had some good replies as well to people kind of poking fun at why they love sports so much. Uh, another one is Rob Manfred. Uh, Rob Manfred, anyone who's tweeted about Rob Manfred um, today from his interview uh, from his press conference um, probably got ratioed on Twitter. Uh, this one where he talked about the Oakland A's having just a average MLB crowd on their boycott night. Um, and he said, that's a great thing. And he got this one tweet from June Lee, who's a writer um, for ESPN is currently at um, 1,300 quote tweets, 700 likes, and 146 replies. And it's in a thread. So it's not a tweet standalone. It's it's kind of – it's the third – or the second tweet in a thread, kind of buried below it, and it's still getting ratioed. Yeah, that's – that I that comment was crazy from Rob Manfred, the athletics one. He called the World <laughs> Series trophy just a piece of metal. I mean, the, the guy <laughs> sometimes just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. It's like yo, it's like Jokic kind of. There, he just yeah. doesn't care about his sport. Also, yeah, the, go ahead, go ahead. There's a classic picture of Rob Manfred practicing his golf swing um, during the meetings in 2021 when they were trying to get a an agreement between the players' association and the league. And it's just like a funny photo of him just like doing like practice golf swings, but while other people are like looking at pieces of paper and reading stuff. So <laughs> I, it sometimes feels like he doesn't care. Yeah, he, he does not. Uh, Quick, quick thing. First thing that comes into your head. What, what would you quote tweet the um? What, this, why I don't understand why men love sports. Peyton, I think Peyton, I already quote, I already quote tweeted, tweeded it. it. Oh, never mind. Browns. I'm doing a bad job. I'll go yeah. quote tweet it then. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've that's that's bad twittering. Um, I do like those prompts though. Okay, good quick hits, everybody. All right, we'll end the show uh, with a little NBA finals because we had the Nuggets, our crowned NBA champions. We talked a little bit about it in quick hits because of MPJ. But yes, the Denver Nuggets win their first NBA title as a franchise. Michael Porter Jr. is a champion, along with Nikula. I don't want to go to this parade. Jokic, um, Jamal Murray, both put up historical numbers, all playoffs. It was a fun finals. Uh, I loved the Heat just fully giving up uh, and letting the Nuggets <laughs> dribble out when they were only down by like six with like, you know, 30 seconds left. It was over, but it was still funny. Um, and yeah, finals was wrapped up in five. And yeah. Gentlemen, I guess thoughts, the Nuggets, I mean, really just if there were any doubters even coming into the finals at that point, I think they were pretty, pretty certified silenced by by the end of that series, even if it was an eight seed heat team. Yeah, I mean, I picked the Nuggets in five. That was just they got better and better throughout the playoffs. I mean, just everybody on any given night could really give them. Uh, a third co-star to Murray and uh, Jokic and pick up the slack if one of them was struggling. 
Um, they were just the better team just throughout. Um, the Heat just kind of folded down the stretch there. I mean, Jimmy Butler just made some crucial mistakes at the end there. Um, it was just kind of a they, – they ran out of gas. I mean, they, they went way further than anybody anticipated them uh, going, obviously. Uh, and it, it just looked like they ran out of gas, and the Nuggets are just the better team. Yeah, it was a great bounce back game for MPJ as well. Um, 16 points, 13 boards in 34 minutes. Um, they talked to him a little bit after the game and, you know, just the teammates got around him and, you know, kept him um, active in that game and really just bounced back in the series. I was really hoping to hear, like, can I get a big old MIZ from him? Yeah, like Nick Bolton. Uh, Nick oh, Bolton did. Yeah. Did, anyone fact check, did anyone fact check that, by the way? Is Mizzou the only uh, school with a Super Bowl and an NBA champ in the same season this year? I, I don't know that. I saw some tweets asking yeah. about it, but I'm not totally sure if that's true or not. Uh, but MPJ did not give us a big old MIZ. And I felt like it would have been the best thing to say. Uh, Christian Brown, the last couple, last two games, meh. I mean, seven yeah. points off the bench, played 24 minutes, but MPJ was better. And that's the best thing that, uh, that we kind of found out in that last game is that him and MPJ <laughs> were on the floor at the same time. And Finally. Jack even said there was an assist between the two of them. There was. It was, I think it was. A, a brown like like he did a little dump off wraparound past mpj for a layup so that was fun a little uh a little um ceasefire between the the two um arch rival schools for a moment to for the greater good of the nuggets mm-hmm. winning the winning a ring but yeah it was cool um i i think it's cool to see a team tack off their first championship as a franchise uh on a bad note for most missouri fans though stan Kroenke got another one another ring for gosh. him Josh yeah, and Josh Kroenke. Yeah, the president, of course, who pl- who played four seasons at Mizzou. Um, but yeah, Stan gets another one. So is that the Avalanche? That one lacrosse was it? Lacrosse? He owns a lacrosse team. It's the the fourth championship is like some deep cut. I don't I don't know like what the mm. I forgot. And what of course, the Rams. And then the Rams. And then almost Arsenal too in soccer. But they finished second in the table. They did. It's crazy. Did. So goat owner. He yeah, the goat. Goat owner as much as undisputed, <laughs> undisputed. Yeah, Missouri, a lot of followers. Missourians that. will not like that one, but he he's gotten the he's gotten the results as owner. Um, but yeah, I mean this team is gonna be scary. They're getting almost everybody back. They have like four picks in the draft as well, which actually um, kind of connects to uh, Kobe Brown with that upcoming because there has been rumblings that they could maybe use one of those second rounders on him. Um, he hasn't been. They, uh, they weren't one of the teams he's worked out with, um, but just, you know, they've, people have looked at him as a guy adding some experience. You know what you're kind of getting to an already championship level roster, um, but they're going to be scary already going into next year. I don't know. I was looking at bet online. I think, I think they are the odds on favorites to win the title again, as you know, as you they know, are. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's them and then Boston, but yeah, I mean, what a nice, what a nice run for the, for the nuggets. I don't have too much else on the series. It kind of like blanded out a little bit just cause it kind of felt like you, you just knew the nuggets were going to put the, put the hurt on them eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the, the NBA futures right now from bet online uh, plus 400 for the nuggets plus six fifty for the Celtics plus 800 for the bucks. And I want you to guess the fourth team at plus 900. I actually didn't see it when I looked. So Kings, uh, not the Kings. It is a West conference team. Not the. It wouldn't be the Lakers. It wouldn't be the Warriors. Clippers? No. Did you say Clippers? I. Phoenix. Nope. nope. 
Memphis? Nope. Dallas. Dallas? Yep, it's Dallas. Wow, Dallas. They're banking on a lot of things going right for them. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron, Um, Luka, and Um, My last thing about this real quick is that you just mentioned Kobe Brown and um, getting maybe possibly drafted in the second round. A team that's worked out both Kobe and Des Moines Hodge, Indiana Pacers, they have multiple second-round picks. I think they have five picks in the draft total, which is a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. So there could be two Tigers in the great uh, city of Indianapolis. Jack and I have been there. Payton's been there. It's true. Yeah. We've all been there together. I went there every year in college. C minus city or so. Whatever uh, Shane Gillis called it. C plus. C plus. I liked Indianapolis. Shut up, Ruberger. It's it's a solid city. It's. uh, I went to the Lego store there. Yeah. Um, Okay. I do have. I do have uh, quizzes because I was just like looking at stuff on the finals. Um, You mentioned Christian Brown, Kenny. So Christian Brown, the interesting stat everyone's bringing up is he became the fifth uh, basketball player to win back-to-back titles in college and then in the NBA. He of course won the 2022 NCAA title with Kansas. This, mm. I, I get this is probably unavoidable for some of these players just because this was newsworthy. But can you guys name the other four? And I Are you going to give us the schools or no? Um, so that's, gonna that's what I was going to ask. Help, yeah. do, you, do you guys want the schools or just the year they won each title to start? Because um, one of the ones I'm going to say the school, the college, will give it away. I, I want the year. Okay. Honestly. Well, it's going to be different years, right? Because it yes. has to be, so it's yes. going to be like 2013, 2014. Right. So it yeah. so the first one, the oldest one is the 1956 NCAA champion and then 1957 NBA champion. And I can give um, you was he a Celtic? He was I'm a Celtic. I'm guessing a Celtic, yeah. Bob Cozy. Nope. Oh wait, no. Uh Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Ding ding ding. Yeah. yeah. San Francisco? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, San Francisco was the college that he won the NCAA championship with. Okay, yeah. next one. This one is also the easier one. The other two you guys probably won't get, but I'm going to give the hints anyway. 1979 NCAA champion, 1980 finals champion. You want to go and first, Kenny? I'll give the 1980. Teams. Or so 1979, 1980? Or... Yep. I have a guess. And I'll give you That's... the school and team after if you don't get it on the first guess. Is the school UCLA? Yeah, I was thinking it's a UCLA. The school is not UCLA. Dang it. UCLA right, won a bunch in the 70s. I don't know. Mm-hmm. One of the schools for one of the other guys is UCLA. So you're on the right track. But this guy is not. I, hmm. I thought this was Bill Walton. Bill Walton is not one of these players. Do you want the school and the team? Yeah, just give us it. 1979 NCAA champion with Michigan State. 1980 NBA oh. champion with the Lakers. Oh, Magic. Yeah, Magic. Yeah. Magic. Uh, other other facts I found. He was Finals MVP and as a rookie scored 42, 15, and seven assists in the game six clinching like uh, that series, which I just thought was crazy. Oh, time. Um, third player, I'll just give you the college right away. 1972 NBA NCAA champion with UCLA. 1973 NBA Finals with the New York Knicks. Knicks. I'm going oh, to tell you that they won that one because we were talking about how many titles they won. Yes. I'm going to tell you right now, he did not play in the finals. Oh, I, I have no idea. No idea. Um, Here's the other hint I'll give you. His son is a relatively recently retired NBA player. He is a guard. He played for 14 seasons, best known for his time with the Kings. The Point son? Guard. He is the, the son. The son, yes, is best known. Bibby. Yeah, yes. Mike Bibby. Yeah. Okay. Mike Bibby's dad. It's mm-hmm. his dad, Henry Bibby. 
Henry um, Bibby. I would never have gotten that, but the Mike no. Bibby hint was good. Yeah. Uh, other fact about that series, Phil Jackson for the Knicks squared off against Pat Riley for the Lakers, both as players in that series. Wow. Oh. And then your last one, 1986 NCAA champion with Louisville, 1987 NBA Finals champion with the Lakers. Be play? No. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, he won another NBA champion with the Lakers the next season, and he was. This is the most recent guy to accomplish it before Christian Brown, Pat hmm. McCaw Senior. <laughs> I could just give it to you if you don't want it. Yeah, I, I have no it. idea who this is. Guy named Billy Thompson. Okay, we're not gotten that. <laughs> role player doesn't um, ring yeah. a single bell. The other fun thing I was looking just with Nikola Jokic. Uh, obviously being the first player in NBA history to win finals MVP as a second round pick. Who is the only other player um, to be named regular season MVP as a second round pick? Ooh, good question. Is it in this century? Uh, no. Okay. So, nope. so um, uh, it's been done three times. It was done by Jokic twice. And by this guy was the only other time. Not People are going to hall of famer. Scream. Screen casual because well, everyone that's won an MVP that's retired is. is do you want the Do you want the hints? Yes. Uh, your first two hints, and then the third one. Maybe we'll give it away. Uh, this center is on the NBA All Seventy Five team, and his number nineteen jersey was retired by the New York Knicks. Oh, uh, it wasn't Oakley, was it? No. I looked at all those retired numbers for the Knicks. Recently, yeah, that's too. what I was hoping, Kenny. I know. Uh, wasn't that literally not Carmelo, our spelling bee? Not Carmelo Anthony, you know that. Yeah. yeah. I, I will be. Should be. <laughs> um, Number 19. Oh, who is retired? Like, that's not Ewing, obviously. What year was it? Uh, That they won MVP? Yeah. They won MVP in 1970. Oh. That's not good for me. What school did he go to? Uh, I actually didn't look that up. Let me check. Um, sorry, he went to Grambling State. Oh, <laughs> Willis Reed. Willis yeah, Reed. Yeah, that correct. was one of the. They was one of them oh, on the. Man. I think he was on the spelling bee. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. That's a that I he it, he, he was been, one of the yeah. only names I recognized when I was yeah. doing it. He was. I was trying to get four. I recognized. He really was the well. only other one. Uh, the, I I do have three other. Do you guys want to guess these players? I can just read them. These are just other second round picks, notable second round picks that have won championships. Sure. Go ahead. Do you want to? Okay. Marcus All. Marcus All is one. Marcus All is one of them. Uh, how many? Draymond. Are there? Draymond is the other one. Then there's a third one. Marcus All, 48th pick in 2007. Draymond, 35th pick in 2012. There's one more. I don't know. I'll give you. He was the 57th pick in the 1999 NBA draft. And this is like notable guys, like not. He's he is notable. Yes. Was he a Piston? No. Oh, I don't Your know second hint. Two-time two All Star, yeah. two-time All NBA. He was the 2008 Sixth Man of the Year, and he is in the Hall of Fame. Pretty accomplished. Was this 2008 Sixth Man of the Year? Gosh. Um. I don't know. I don't know, honestly. All right. This hint will probably give it away. He is a four-time NBA champion with the San Antonio Spurs. Oh, um, Tony that's Parker? not Manu. Yeah. No, it is Manu. It's Manu. Manu Ginobili. Yeah. Yep. 
he spent three seasons in uh mm-hmm. Europe before coming over to America yeah Manu, that's right Manu. there you go there's just some fun NBA to put in context what Jokic has done is historic you know there's never been a, a finals MVP from the second round Willis Reed is like the closest to success as mm-hmm. it really comes so setting a new standard for for the league uh no doubt uh yeah other than that I I'm out of quizzes that's my that's my quizzing for the for the week oh. it was fun looking that stuff up it was this is just weird um mm-hmm. you know that willis reed rent a grambling state you would have never guessed but um yeah with that said uh shall we wrap up the show um we'll be back uh on monday we'll have a little bit more stuff to delve into i'm sure more football news will come up we're approaching that weekend of recruiting um that peyton's brought up so plenty of news i'm sure will leak ahead of all of that as it tends to tends to always do and we'll dive into more baseball stuff we're gonna we're gonna pick our all-star uh lineups down the road that'll be comical for me and kenny and peyton will hopefully get in a war of words um over jordan alvarez or something so um that'll end the show and everyone enjoy your weekend we will see you on monday